0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Um, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Um, we, we looked at the man at the beautiful gate. The Bible said he had been born crippled at his feet. He was born crippled and it was over 40 years. And in that encounter, Jesus Christ just wiped away all the suffering of the 40 plus years of his life. I see God doing that for somebody under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. Say it again, Jesus Christ makes me whole. Every pain, every hurt, every disappointment, it's all under the blood of Jesus. Can I hear a loud? Amen. And now I can move ahead. Glory be to God. And one of the things God is telling us to look out for this season is wonders. Glory be to God. Please look with me again at Job chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. You should really be familiar with these scriptures now, all through our pursuit meetings. And I want to encourage you to not just pray privately. If you are a part of a church, learn to pray corporately. Our theme is wonders without number our lives are to be filled with wonders can i hear loud amen please hear me and hear me again something is not right when as a christian your life is ordinary something is not right and it's so important that you should wake up to it and i pray this teaching series will help you tremendously your career should not be ordinary your finances should not be ordinary your marriage should not be ordinary Your family should not be ordinary. Glory be to God. And bless God, your ministry should not be ordinary. In any area of your life, and there are many ways you can determine or define the word ordinary, one of the main meanings I want us to take um, of that word is, you shouldn't just remain on the same spot. There should be leaps and bounds, glory be to God, in my life. So if you are a billionaire, and I'm talking U.S. dollars, in year 2000. And by 2019, you are still a billionaire. That is ordinary. I mean, you are still on that billion level. Maybe by now you should now be a tens of billions. No, nee, you should have moved forward. Or hundreds of billions. How many billionaires are in the house tonight? <laughs> hey, not by faith, by real. <laughs> are you getting my point? It's so important we have that perspective Whether you are going through a good phase, you see, if if things are going good for you and you are just remaining on the same level, you may be sacrificing the better or the best dimensions God has for you because you're on a good level. Oh, I'm not hungry. Hey, I have a house. Hey, I have two cars. That is good. But you've been like that for the last 10 years. That has now become ordinary. Maybe by now you should be building houses for other people. Can I hear loud Amen. Amen. Do you know that's a wow thing? I mean, if you've built your own house and you're fine. And this year, just building house for people. Or I'm paying rent for people. Glory be to God. Say, my life shall be filled with wonders. But as for me, I will seek God. Job 5 and 8 And to God, I will commit my cause. This is why we are praying, all all through this season, praying, calling out to God. Why? Why? Why are we doing that? Because he does great things. Hallelujah. Shout with me tonight, my life is filled with great things. I can hear you say, my life is filled with great things. Great things from the hand of God. That's what we are talking about. And look at what he's saying here. In the place of seeking God or praying to God or pursuing God, believing God, we can begin to experience the great things he does. Great things and unsearchable things. Marvelous things without number. Hallelujah. Marvelous things without number. That is God's will for us. Another scripture I like very much, Micah chapter 7. Micah chapter 7 verse is 14 and 15 shepherd your people micah seven fourteen. shepherd your people with your staff and in john chapter 10 which i want to connect this verse to jesus declared himself to us as our shepherd he said i'm the good shepherd shepherd your people with your staff the flock of your heritage the bible refers that we are the sheep of god's pasture he's our shepherd we are his sheep and verse 15 tells us what will happen when he's shepherding us. When he is our good shepherd. One of the things that will happen is wonders. Verse 15, as in the days of old, and which days he's talking about, in the days when you came out of the land of Egypt, I will show them wonders. If God is truly shepherding us, and he is, can I hear loud amen? He's saying the kind of wonders the children of Israel experienced when they were coming out of Egypt that time of their life where God sent Moses and God said I'm going to bring them out and when God brought them out of Egypt and took them through the wilderness till they entered the promised land all the kind of wonders that that were recorded in that time in history we should be seeing wonders like that in our lives hallelujah see my life shall be filled with wonders glory be to God So go to John chapter 10 now and this is how Jesus described it because this is our theme for this month. It's our month of the Holy Ghost and we've themed this series of teachings maximize living. Maximize living. Live life maximally to the full. Hallelujah. And when you begin to experience the wonders of God, signs, miracles, hand of God in your life, you will enjoy life. You will maximize life as it were. The thief, the devil, comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I came, Jesus speaking, I'm reading the Amplified Version, actually. I came that they may have and enjoy life. You and I. This is a very familiar text. But I want to read it again in the Amplified because I love what it says at the end. And have it in abundance. I don't just want you, Pastor T, to have and enjoy life. Have it maximally in abundance. And if in case you don't understand that, it goes on to say to the fool till it overflows. That is the will of God for us. That is the plan of God for us. And that's what Jesus came to give us. And that is still available for us today. Can I hear a loud amen to that? To have and enjoy life. So help me look at your neighbor. If there's any aspect of your life you are not enjoying, look at your neighbor and tell him, if there's any aspect of your life you are not enjoying, Get ready, get ready, get ready. From this day forward, you are going to begin to enjoy that area of your life. Ah, that person is not excited in what you are saying. Maybe you should look for another neighbor. If there's any area of your life that you are not enjoying right now, and you are not living in abundance, or living to the full, till it overflows, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. ready. You're going to begin to enjoy them. In fact, what we're going to be sharing with you is how you can experience that. That is a way to enjoy life. This story has been on my mind all through about that um, widow of the prophet that died that was in debt. And she came to meet Elisha, the creditors are coming to take my two children to pay for the debt because my husband has died and we don't have a means to pay. And Elisha told her, what do you have in your house? She said, I have a pot of oil. She was not enjoying that pot of oil up until then. Or she wasn't maximizing the potential of that pot of oil up until then. Can you imagine? What was in her house, what she had that she did not know about, not only was it enough to take care of the problem that was giving her pain, who knows, maybe it was the death that even caused the husband to worry himself to death. You know, D B T. Caused him to worry himself to D-E-A-T-H. Who knows? And all the while, the pot of oil that could deliver them was in their house. And then the word of the Lord came to the prophet. Go and borrow vessels. Lock the door. Begin to pour. Borrow not a few. And when that pot of oil was maximized, glory be to God, When the potential it carried was realized, she paid off her debts and she enjoyed the rest. I see God giving someone that kind of testimony in this place, this season, in the name of Jesus. This life I've given you, Jesus said, you are supposed to enjoy it. None of us should have any aspect of our lives that we are not enjoying. Now, that may be the experience you are going through, but I have good news for you all that is about to change. And the key lies with the Holy Spirit. The major key. John chapter 14, from verse 14, from 16, when Jesus was going, I will pray the Father, John 14, 16, and he will give you another helper. So up until now, I have been the one helping you or comforting you. King James uses the word comforter there. New King James says helper. And you see that, that's how we, we enjoy life. You see, as long as Jesus was with the disciples, they were comforted in all their troubles. When bills show up, they needed to pay, Jesus will help them pay it. When sickness came, Jesus will heal them of their sickness. Glory be to God. When any kind of calamity or trouble arose, in the course of that three and a half years so journey he had with them doing that ministry, Jesus was their helper. But now Jesus was going. And he said, I'm going to pray that the Father will send you the Holy Spirit, another helper. And watch this very carefully. That he may abide with you forever. And that's what the 21st century believer has. That's what every one of us today in the body of Christ has. If you are here and you are born again, you have what Jesus was speaking about here. You have the helper The comforter that abides with you forever. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. Verse 17 says, the spirit of truth. So it's the Holy Ghost is talking about. The world cannot receive him because the world does not see him nor know him. But you know him. Let me hear someone shout, I know the Holy Spirit. And this is how you know him. He dwells with you. Hallelujah. And will be in you. And I love verse 18, I've preached it over and over in church, I will not leave you as orphans or comfortless. I will not leave you comfortless. KJV, New King James, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands wherever you are in this place. And say, Holy Spirit, my comforter, my helper, I appreciate you. I celebrate you. You are in my life. You abide with me now. And because of you, I can have life and enjoy it and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Hallelujah. You see, what Jesus told us in John 10:10, 10, 10, the mission has not changed. Praise the Lord. The plan has not changed. It is the Holy Ghost that helps us to realize that today. And what every Christian must learn to do is to learn to live and walk with the Spirit. To the point where you are enjoying that is comforter ministry, that is helper ministry maximally. And that's how you are going to maximize life. That's how you're going to maximize situations, circumstances, difficulties. Because listen to me, there's no problem any of us is facing here that the Holy Ghost doesn't have the solution to. Can somebody understand that? There's no mountain before you that doesn't know how to overcome. So, the key thing we must learn to do is learn to live with him. You see, he said he's going to abide with you forever. And you will be with you forever. You carry the Holy Ghost around everywhere. I said something last week. We should take more time to meditate on that. Talked about the place of meditation when we were fasting last week. Think about that again and again. Since I made that me I've been thinking about it. The Holy Ghost is God. You carry God around. Hallelujah. You carry God around. You carry God around. God dwells in you. Hallelujah. Now and forever. With all of his wisdom, with all of his might, with all of his power, with all of his riches. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hey. Just thinking about that alone should put a smile on your face. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, very quickly tonight, I want to start this series off by sharing three areas. God gave us, we're praying on Monday concerning the work of our hands, how we can experience wonders in the workplace, and God gave us these three areas. It's not just for the workplaces, for every area of our lives. I, I just mentioned it briefly in the prayer meeting Monday morning. I want to teach about it a little bit, in a little bit of detail here. Hallelujah. So... Towards us, maximizing our life. You have just one life, oh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some people live life as if there's going to be a part two. No, there's no part two. It's appointed unto man to die. And you're going to die once. It's not Mario Bros. that you have three lives. No. You are not a cat with ten lives. It's this one. You don't have a spare tire. Life is not like spare tire of a Because there's no spare. Amen. If you don't enjoy this one, you are not going to enjoy anything. I'm telling you the truth. If you don't enjoy this one, you won't enjoy it. You will be like Lazarus, the poor Lazarus in the Bible. That he suffered all three when he got to heaven. Well, some people are okay with that kind of life. But you don't have to do that. Say with me, I'm going to enjoy this life. I will maximize my time here. And I thank God. The Holy Spirit is here to help me. Hallelujah. So tonight, let's quickly look at three areas we all need the Holy Spirit's help. Towards us maximizing life. Towards us maximizing life. I'm going to define that phrase as we go on in this teaching. Because... Sometimes our problem is how we interpret what we are hearing. I I say that a lot in church. Because somebody may be thinking, hey, when we are talking about maximizing life, that means I must have a billion dollars. No, you don't have to have a billion dollars. Oh, that means I must have these things. It's not about what you have or what you don't have. Particularly now that you have the Holy Ghost. Now that you are in Christ, hallelujah. And you have the Holy Spirit of God abiding in you, you have everything you need. You have everything you need. If you can learn to tap into the ability of the Holy Ghost and walk with him and live with him. And a good place is to start is these three things we want to talk about tonight. Number one is your thoughts. These are the three things God gave us on Monday. Allow the Holy Spirit to influence invade your thoughts number two is the operations of the spirit in you and through you you can shorten that just operations of the spirit and the third one is concerning diligence or execution of the things you are doing in life your thoughts or ideas oh if only you will allow the holy spirit to give you ideas and influence your thoughts and this way it starts Christians need to be taught people that have the Holy Ghost abiding inside them people that the Holy Ghost dwells in them they need to be taught and trained to allow the Holy Ghost give them a thought this is what you should do this year that you got from the Holy Spirit this is how you should handle your marriage your thoughts Number two, you should allow the Holy Ghost to walk in you. Look, this is the real truth. The Holy Ghost is already walking in you. So when I am even saying these things, you should yield to the inner workings of the Spirit, operations of the Spirit, inner workings. And number three, be diligent in what you do by the help of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said this way: "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Anything you are doing, allow the Holy Ghost to help you on that job. Let the Holy Ghost help you do your job. Don't do your job with natural strength alone." Uh-uh. You have Holy Ghost. Don't run your marriage in here. Go. And let the Holy Ghost help you run your marriage. Raise your children. Let the Holy Ghost help you handle your money. Lend the place of sin that Holy Ghost. Okay, 100000 naira is coming this month. How should I manage it? Execute. With the help of the Holy Ghost. There's no way you do these three things. I'm going to break it down a bit more. And you will not see wonders. Because the Holy Ghost is a wonderful, marvelous spirit. The idea of the Holy Ghost alone... If it is properly executed, man, it will bring amazing results in your life. But here we are, people that carry the Holy Ghost that are still doing things like mere men. So please pay attention. Let's start with your thoughts. Everything that exists in your life today, everything, and in the entire world around us, it was originally a thought, an idea. There was a time men did not wear shirts like we know it today until somebody thought about it. And now we have shirts like we wear today. There was a time there was nothing like AC. Adam did not use ACU until somebody thought about it. 30, 40 years ago, in fact, Facebook is just 15 years. 20 years ago, there was no Facebook until somebody thought about it. There was nothing like internet 100 years ago until somebody or people thought about it. That is amazing. Everything that exists, and I'm mainly focusing on your life, but I'm just showing you the bigger picture everything in life. Your life. Every good thing in your life was originally a thought. And please watch this fast in your seat, but every bad thing in your life was originally a thought. Every error you committed was a thought. Every misstep was a thought. Every breakthrough, every good thing you did was originally a thought. Everything starts with a thought. Amazing. Amazing. Glory be to God. Because what that really means is, if I can have Holy Ghost thoughts. How many of you know Holy Ghost thoughts can never fail? If I can live by Holy Ghost thoughts, glory be to God. Ah. So Proverbs twenty three twenty seven says, as a man thinks, so is he. We can distill your life down to your thoughts. Or break down your life down to the way you are thinking and the things you are thinking. It applies to individuals. It applies to families, it applies to organizations and businesses. It applies to nations. When people in a nation think it's old people, that will lead us to the future. It's the way they are thinking. I won't say more than that. Let me move on to my message and stay with my message. But the other nations, they say, no, no, we want younger people with fresh blood. It's the way people think Jeremiah 29:11. God speaking, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future. So the future starts with a thought. It starts as a thought, or ultimately it now morphs, or metamorphosizes into the future and the hope. So the present I have today, which was my future yesterday, is shaped by the thoughts I had yesterday. Man, that is amazing. Now let me flip this a bit. If you have it so far up today, It also means anything that does not exist in your life today is because you have not embraced the thought of it. Let, let me say it a bit clearer. Are you still with me so far? Or you have gone home? Anything you can have. You know, you cannot have Facebook, Facebook. And you know some people don't have Facebook. You know why they don't have Facebook? They are not thinking about it. They are not interested. You that you have Facebook in your life today, you thought about it. There was a day. day. I mean, when Facebook came out, I wasn't interested. But everybody said pestering me and pestering me. Ah, Pastor of T, you can't be doing ministry without social media. So I started thinking about it. And now it's a part of my life. So anything that is not in your life, we are talking about wonders now. The wonders that are not in your life today, maybe it's because you are not thinking about them. This is where prayer comes in, important. This is where when the Holy Ghost gives you a prayer focus, it's important. Because for it to ever come into your future, it must begin as a thought. Hallelujah. If it does not exist, it may be that the thoughts concerning that thing or the thoughts about that thing, they never took shape in your heart and in your mind. And this is where we need the Holy Ghost. This is where the believer has an advantage. When the believer can learn and practice, like I'm teaching us in this series, to consciously, deliberately allow the Holy Ghost give you thoughts or you can call them ideas. Or you can call them, if you want to be very spiritual, vision, revolution, revelation. If you want to be high-tech, insight, concepts, whatever synonym you use, we are saying the same thing. We are talking about something that doesn't have shape. But if you will embrace it, down the road it will have shape. Glory be to God. That's where you should start your work with the Holy Ghost. In planning for 2019 and 2020 and beyond, you should be asking the Holy Ghost for ideas, thoughts, vision. I told leaders in church, these are the three things God told me that we should run this church on this year. There were thoughts. There were thoughts that came in the place of prayer. This is what I'm teaching you. This is how to do life. You, you are going to pray. You, in the place of praying, in the place of meditating, you allow the thoughts of the spirit to come to your mind. And then you start pursuing them. And the Holy Ghost can never give you a bad thought. Hallelujah. I was counseling someone recently, having some marital problems. I can say categorically particularly if they can't walk that marriage out, it wasn't the Holy Ghost that led them into that marriage. The Holy Ghost will not give you a husband that will be beating you up, left, right and center. Or a wife that will be stressing your life. Hello? So our journey should begin if we want to maximize life is to learn to allow the Holy Ghost shape our thoughts. Forge our thoughts establish our thoughts guide us in what we are thinking not just to think about life by ourselves there's a way that seems right unto a man the end is your wife slapping you okay, or is your husband anyway, both of them slap each other these days or your wife putting poison inside your food Oh, you mean? but not if the Holy Ghost is the one that is giving you thoughts oh, somebody shout man! if you understand what I'm saying Look at this text. Romans chapter 1. Hallelujah. Say with me, Holy Spirit, grant me divinely, come on, say, grant me divinely inspired ideas. As I go on in this journey of life, for this month of March, for this year, 2019, grant me divinely inspired thoughts. That's what you should be praying. That is what you should be communing with the spirit of truth that resides inside of you. You know, it's there. You should be talking to him. Divinely. I, I, I can't say I have thoughts now. You pray it again. And after the thoughts come, you pray it again. Because he may have ten thoughts for you and you've only caught three. And unfortunately for you, thought five is what we make number one to three work. You know, like I always say, some of us are problems that we are working with partially complete information. So you got the car now, but you forgot to get instruction about petrol. And unfortunately for you, car doesn't work without petrol. So you are still stuck the way you are. Because yes, you have the car, but you didn't get the manual that showed you, this thing needs petrol. So this is a prayer you pray forever. Before you get a divinely inspired idea, and bless God after you have gotten the idea because you may, not got everything, you may not get everything the first time he speaks. Look at what Apostle Paul said here. Um, let, let's read from verse 18. And listen, he's talking about how mankind fell. It started with a thought. Watch this very carefully. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and the unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. Romans 1 from verse 18. Glory be to God. Jump to verse 20 because of time. So it's talking about how things have gone upside down and how the wrath of God is visiting men. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen. Hallelujah. Being understood by the things that are made. I mean, the, the, the science talks about Big Bang theory. It doesn't make sense. This pulpit just didn't arrive. Somebody designed it. It was a thought in somebody's mind. And they now went through all the processes that come after a thought, and now we have a pulpit. The same way, the sun did not just come up, and Adam did not just come up. It wasn't just a bang. Hallelujah. The existence of creation, that's his point here, is proof that there's a God. There's somebody thinking that made it happen. That's the point here. Hallelujah. So, verse 7 and the Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Verse 21. I'm, that was verse 20, sorry, verse 21. Because although this is the key, watch verse 21. Although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Why did they not glorify God as God, even though they knew God? The answer is in the next few words. They did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. The moments Adam and Eve's thoughts were corrupted by the devil. That's where it started from, as God said. It was just a suggestion that triggered a thought. The moment Satan could corrupt humanity's thoughts, he destroyed mankind. Just a thought. It wasn't a nuclear bomb that destroyed humanity, it was a thought. But they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Hallelujah. This is the destruction and the fall of humanity. Professing to be wise, and that's how sometimes when when thoughts are darkened or or compromised, you you, you think you are wise. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made made like corruptible man or birds or four-footed animals and creeping things. Hallelujah. Thoughts. So everything runs on thoughts. This is how Jesus taught it. Mark chapter 4. Praise the Lord. Pray that prayer again. Holy Spirit, grant me divinely inspired ideas. Ah, someone is not saying it like you ought to say it. Say, Holy Spirit, grant me divinely inspired ideas in the name of Jesus. Mark chapter 4. Hallelujah. Um, Glory, glory, glory be to God. I think I have the wrong reference here. Hallelujah. But watch this. Let me me go on. Matthew 12, Jesus said something here. Either make the tree good. In fact, let me use Matthew's text here. Matthew 12, 33. Either make the tree good... Hallelujah and its fruit good or you make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. Matthew 12:33 Either make the tree good and its fruit good or else you make the tree bad and its fruit bad for the tree is known by its fruit. Verse 34 Brood of vipers how can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. What is in the abundance of the heart? Thoughts. And those thoughts come out as words in our mouth. And that is what determines whether the fruit, the results, the manifestations are going to be good or bad. If I can corrupt the thoughts like I corrupted Adam and Eve's thoughts and the whole of humanity, they will ultimately get bad results. However, glory be to God, by the help of the Holy Spirit, if I can sanctify and cleanse the thoughts. Pray again, Lord, grant me divinely inspired ideas. The fruit will ultimately be good. Amen. The fruit will ultimately be good. So we come back to Pauline prayers. Those prayers, Apostle Paul kept praying for Christians. And again, I want to reiterate it to everyone. Learn to pray these prayers over your life. Ephesians 1, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He is talking about the Holy Ghost giving you thoughts and ideas. Whether you call it revelation, whether you call it wisdom, whether you call it knowledge, whether you call it understanding, it's all about thoughts. What you are thinking and the way you are thinking. Hallelujah. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. What enlightens the eye? Thoughts, ideas, imaginations. Hallelujah. You may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Philippians 1.9, and this I pray, that your love may abound, watch this very carefully, still more and more in knowledge. The more I know, the more ideas and information and thoughts that are filling my heart, the more I can abound in love. And like we said last month, love is the way to victory, or to the more excellent life. Hallelujah. That you abound more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Let's read Colossians 1 again. So, Ephesians 1 17 to the end, Philippians 1 from verse 9, Colossians 1 from verse 9 and 10. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, since the day we heard that you are now Christians, the first thing we want God to help you to do by the help of the Holy Ghost by the help of the Holy Ghost, is to be involved in the way you are thinking. This is where success or failure begins for us. This is where we begin to determine whether we are going to maximize our pot of oil or continue to suffer things we should not be suffering from. When Elisha gave the woman that idea, When he asked her, what do you have? She was like, I don't have anything. Then he persisted. And then, oh, I have a pot of oil. And he now gave her ideas about what he had. We need the Holy Ghost to influence our thinking more than ever before.
1: Oh, hallelujah.
0: See, that text I was trying to read, that I I got the wrong reference. What was Jesus telling them? The, the, The Jews believed that, hey, washing the body is important. Washing the cup is important. They were all about outside. And many of you still live that way. It's all about what is happening around you. It's all about circumstances and the things that are outside. Jesus said, no, it's not the things from without that defile a man. It is the things from within. And he said, it's evil thoughts and adulteries and fornications. He said, it's what is inside that matters. Cleanse the inside of the cup. Stop worrying about the outside. The most important thing is not what is happening outside. It's what's happening inside of you. It's what is happening inside of you. Maybe there's somebody here that is thinking, I'm not going to make it or I'm not going to succeed in 2019. That is the most important thing. If we can change that, man, you may not have a job. You may not have anything. But if you can change that thought, I love what TDJ calls his thinking, thinking. If you can change that you are thinking you won't succeed, you will succeed. Can I hear a loud amen? Because Jesus has succeeded on your behalf. And you can take that, that thought that Jesus has succeeded on my behalf and begin to think it. And change that negative thought on your inside. By the help of the Holy Ghost. I'm not asking you to do it by yourself. You pray, Holy Ghost, grant me divinely inspired ideas. Help me to think victory. Help me to think a better tomorrow. Hallelujah. And when that happens, no money in the bank here too. No healing manifested in my body yet. But bless God, my thoughts are changing. Hallelujah. The inside of my cup is changing. The tree is being changed from within. The rest is only a matter of time. It starts with how you think. How you think. Let me go on to the next one because of time. The number two thing you need the Holy Ghost to help you with is what I call operations of the spirit. Now, this is very close to thoughts, but it goes beyond thoughts. It's not only thoughts that make people, although it can be broken down to thoughts. Some people have the right thoughts, but yet they are not getting the right results. And this second point will help us in that area. What do I mean by the right thoughts? Do you know what the Bible, the written Bible you carry is called? It's called Logos in the Greek. Somebody say Logos. Do you know what that word means? It means body of thoughts or collection of thoughts. That's what the Bible is. It is a collection of God's thoughts. Hallelujah. This is what God thinks about the matter. This is how God sees it. This is God's perspective, this is God's idea on the things that were discussed in that book. Now, do you know how many people we have preached the word to, but it didn't benefit them? You know that chapter in Hebrews chapter 4? said the word that they had, the gospel had did not help them because they didn't mix it with faith. So, it's not just enough to have thoughts. Imagine you come to a church like ours and you hear us talking about tithing, which was found in the Logos. That is a thought. But you, you just tell yourself, "Me, I'm not going to tithe. What are they talking about? So a thought was presented to him. An idea was presented to him. It's like that rich man I was talking about the other day. That Jesus loved. I told you one of the ways Jesus loves you is that he will speak the truth to you. The man came to Jesus. How, should, how can I experience eternal life? How can I maximize life? And Jesus gave him a thought. But what did he do? I mean, that thought Jesus gave him was from heaven. It was Holy Ghost inspired. Hallelujah. The Bible said he was grieved and he walked the way. So I've realized even though a man's life can be broken down into his thoughts, and we need to start our journey with the Holy Ghost from the way we think and what we think, the oppressions of the Spirit in our lives is also vital. Because sometimes, even when you receive divinely inspired ideas, because there's a failure of the workings of God in you, you may not even be able to act on what you have received. So, someone comes to church, and we tell him, tithe. And because the spirit at work in him is a greedy, selfish spirit, his response to that divinely inspired thought is 10% of my money. How? How? Don't move too much, the woman I'm talking about you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see, the, the spirit at work in him is not a general spirit. How can I give you 10% of my money? Or maybe it's something else he has been hearing. Hey, these pastors, they are stealing money. So the spirit at work in him, even though what he got was a divinely inspired thought. a hey, Logos. So this is what Pharaoh said about Joseph. Genesis 41, verse 38. Pharaoh recognized this truth. See, I, I, I saw it, a pattern, it was Pharaoh recognized it, Nebuchadnezzar recognized it. This is what Pharaoh said about Joseph. And Pharaoh said to his servant, after Joseph interpreted the dream, follow me for a moment on this. That dream Pharaoh had was a thought from God, but Pharaoh could not interpret the thoughts. So he called all the wise men. Nobody could interpret it. Then the butler remembered, hey, there's a guy that I met in prison. Then Joseph came and Joseph interpreted the divine idea. This is why this is important. Sometimes to be able to interpret divine ideas, you need the workings of the Spirit. I will explain it further. Just stay with me very quickly. Operations of the Spirit. So Pharaoh said, and the Bible said, they said the idea seemed good to Pharaoh. Genesis 41, 38, Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this? A man in whom is the spirit of the God. amazing spirit of God. Amazing statements. In other words, they saw God at work in him. They perceived God was at work in him. That's how you should be. You should be someone that when we look at, when we talk to, when we interact with, we perceive the Holy ghost is at work in you. You've allowed the Spirit to work in you and on you and through you to a point where we are seeing more of Him and less of you. So maybe you came to church with a spirit of greed, and the first time you had the idea about tithing or giving to the poor, you were rebelling. But after a while, the operations of the Spirit they working in you. And the Holy Ghost started taking out greed and putting in generosity. Taking out selfishness and putting in love. And after a while, one day you just come here about tight now and you say, you know what? I can't even give 20% or 30%. Or you do like Zacchaeus. I will restore fourfold. Praise God. What has happened? An operation. The, the spirit of the God was in him. Verse 39, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, "Inasmuch as much as God has shown you all this, watch this, watch operations of the spirit, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. By that time that Joseph stood before Pharaoh, he had gone through the pit. When Joseph came inside the pit, he was a rascal. He was a tale teller. He was someone that was splitting his father from his brothers. He went through Potiphar as a slave. All that while God was refining him. And the day of test came. When Potiphar wanted to sleep with him. Operations of the spirit. The normal person would have slept with Potiphar's wife. Don't move too much. When I'm talking about you. <laughs> but the spirit, I mean, come on. It's a matter of flesh and spirit. And these two are enmity against each other. The flesh will want to sleep with Potiphar's wife. But the oppression of the spirit will put the flesh under. And he went to prison. The spirit kept working on him. Every reason to be depressed. Every reason to be sad. But in prison, he was dispensing the joy of the Lord. He had gotten to a point where the spirit of God was oozing through him. And it was more and more of the Holy Spirit, and less of of his humanity. That's what I mean by operations of the Spirit. That's why God gave you his Spirit, so that you'll be acting less and less and less like a carnal human being, and more and more and more like God. Galatians 5.22 Cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7 grow in the manifestations of the gifts of the spirit every one of us let me hear somebody shout that includes me the second walking of the Holy Spirit that you should be engaging in your life somebody say my life so that you can maximize this pot of oil that you have maximize this one life that you have It's only one you have the best way you can maximize it is if you allow the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you to keep building and cultivating the fruit of the rather than the works of the flesh. That's for your own personal life. The fruit of the Spirit is the way you live. Love. Joy. In Lagos, There is no way why you won't have reason to be depressed. Am I talking to somebody here? But are you depressed or are you full of joy? That's the question we should ask. And the answer to that is the spirit that is working in you. And I can guarantee you there are many people in Lagos that are depressed. Let's never just take your light for one week or your transformer bond. And temperature is, I was looking yesterday, I was driving 102. Why? Are we in here? Then you don't have AC. Or one crazy mechanic sold you a fake compressor. You know all this. <laughs> If you're not careful, you just be angry all over the place. And the spirit at work in you is no longer the Holy Ghost. And what you have to learn, somebody say, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. Amen. Rather than allowing another spirit to work in you, you yield to the Holy Ghost. That's how you maximize life. Because I'm telling you, one day your opportunity will come. Pharaoh will come knocking. But there are many Christians, Pharaoh came and when they spoke, he didn't perceive any Holy Ghost. So they turned to the next candidate. I didn't perceive any Holy Ghost. Look at what they said of Daniel. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4, verse 8. But at last Daniel came. Nebuchadnezzar was reciting what happened. Daniel came before me. His name was Beltychazar, according to the name of my God. This is a foreign pagan king stuck, you in him is the spirit of the holy God. Isn't that what we just read about I was in John chapter 14? Hello? Somebody say, in me, is the spirit of the holy God. This is what the operation of the is like. Can your colleagues at work perceive it? Can your CEO in the office perceive it? Does your wife perceive it? <laughs> Let's not go very far. <laughs> And no, that's not to condemn me. That's what you, what you need to start doing. In him is the spirit of the Holy God. And I told the dream before him, hallelujah, saying, "Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, because I know, hallelujah, that the spirit of the Holy God is inside of you. And there are no secrets. Daniel, you've come to a place where the gifts of the spirit have been so developed in you. I mean, the, the Holy Ghost doesn't have any secrets. Uh, Hey, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bill. The Holy Ghost knows how you're going to pay your bill. Hey, I don't know how I'm going to plan the marriage. The Holy Ghost knows how you're going to plan the marriage. Hey, I don't know how you're going to survive in Nigeria. The Holy Ghost knows how you're going to survive in Nigeria. (laughs) He knows. But we need to allow him operate in us. Number one, we need to allow him to influence our thinking. Number two, we need to allow his spirit. So it's not a, a spirit of depression. It's not a spirit of negativity. I am in bondage. Oh, Daniel was a prisoner of war. But it was the spirit of God that they perceived coming out of him. Somebody to operations of the spirit. Look at what Nebuchadnezz- Nebuchadnezzar said in verse 18. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. He saw the dream, but he couldn't interpret it. He saw the divine idea, but hey, he he couldn't. Just like Pharaoh. Belteshazzar, declare its interpretation. He called Daniel in. Since all the wise men in my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able, I know you can do it, Daniel. For the spirit of the Holy God is in you. When Nebuchadnezzar died, and the son, Beershazah, took over. Something similar happened. God came and wrote on the wall. Nobody could interpret it. Watch what the queen mother told her son. Daniel 5 and verse 10. The queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came to the banquet hall. And the queen spoke, saying, O king, live forever. Do not let your thoughts trouble you, nor let your countenance change. I wish we had time to dissect that. Back to the point of thoughts. Let me say something about that here. Please, I, I, I skipped that because I wrote it down in my notes. What do we mean when you say your thoughts is your life? You see, it's a flow. Your, your thoughts will ultimately shape the words you are speaking. The thoughts you allow to settle inside of you, 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 they will shape the words you are thinking. That person that is thinking and feeling, I'm not going to make it in 2019, is because of the thoughts he's allowing inside his head. And your words will eventually shape the way you feel. I'm not talking surface feeling. I'm talking about deep inside, subconscious feeling. Whether you know that you know that you know you are going to excel in Nigeria. Or you know that you know that you are going to fail. I, I, I told you the story of the day where after months and months or even years, they are told me that you can't have children because of low sperm count. I know the day that thought, I, when I first had it, I had small words inside of me. I was able to push out. The day it entered my inside. That I felt afraid. What this queen is saying: Don't let your thoughts trouble you. I knew that day, when that thing happened, I felt it. That sometimes God allows me to feel some things. Like the day I felt when the anointing to be the director of operation come upon me. I, I, that day I knew it, trouble had started, because for the first time I was afraid of that thing. That's the feeling I'm talking about. Nobody was there. Nobody touched me. Nobody. I just felt it. Those deep feelings. And those deep feelings will control your actions. So there's a way somebody that thinks that we never have children is talking and behaving. He may even one day find himself in a babalawo's house, eating something, because deep down inside he feels that we never have children. And he comes to church on Sunday morning. The feelings will affect your actions. Your actions will will shape your character. So from the first time of eating that thing, it's now every month. And your character will shape your destiny, or destination, or where you are now. So it starts with thoughts. Hallelujah. That's what the queen was telling her son there. Don't let your thoughts trouble you. Tap your neighbor to your left and to your right. Handle your thoughts well. Ask the Holy Ghost to give you divinely inspired ideas. That's what I said, you know, it took me a while. When I felt that enter my spirit that you are not going to have children. man. I knew I had to take my prayer and my word confession to another level. That the one I've been doing is not working as it ought. Thank God the story is different today. Verse 11. There is a man in your church, Pastor T. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about me, he's talking about me. In whom is the spirit of the Holy God? Now watch this. All of us have the spirit of the Holy God. The point here is they perceived it. The oppression of the Spirit in Daniel and Joseph had suppressed their human frailty. That's what I mean by oppressions of the Spirit. And that's why you have the Holy Ghost. So that you will stop talking like a Nigerian and behaving like a Nigerian and start talking like a child of God and a heavenly citizen. Can I hear a louder amen? amen? Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Before somebody gets angry with me, oh. I love verse 12. Daniel 5 and 12. In as much as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in Daniel, whom the king called Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called. Hallelujah. And he will give interpretation. All those abilities are Holy Ghost abilities. However, Daniel allowed the operations of the Spirit, glory to God, to the point where it was now visible in his life. So when they needed him, they knew who to call. Let me take a minute to talk about Apostle Paul. Same story. 1 Corinthians 15:10. By the grace of God, I am who I am. The grace of God toward me was not in vain. But watch this, I labored more abundantly than them all, yet not I, but the grace of God that was in me. I allowed God's grace, permit me to say it tonight, God's spirit that was given to me to walk through me. That's what Paul is saying, Operation of the spirit. He used that phrase in a number of his epistles, Ephesians 3, 7, of which I became a minister. How did I become a minister? According to the gift of grace given to me by the effective working of his power. The power of God that was working in me and is working in you. I yielded to it and it got to a point where it started dominating my humanity or my human frailty. That's what I'm talking about here. You have flesh and blood, yes. But the Bible says you walk in the spirit. So that you crucify the lust of the flesh. Operate in the spirit so that more of him and less of your flesh. That's how you maximize life. That's how you maximize life. That's why the Holy Ghost is inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. So let's learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. In cultivating the fruits of the spirit. And in manifesting the gifts of the spirit, the fruits help us to live. The gifts help us to serve. Daniel, Joseph, they yielded to the Holy Ghost in the place of service where they could attend to needs of nations and generations. The Holy Ghost in you and I can do that. Can I hear a loud? Amen. Ah, that your amen is weak, it's as if you are not convinced about what I'm saying. Operation of the Spirit. Operation of the Spirit. And this is the last one, and then we're going to pray tonight. Pray, God. These three things: pray for them, pray for divine thoughts, pray for the operation of the Spirit in your life. Don't be stingy. You will be tempted to be stingy, but be generous. And again, it's not that I have a million dollars in my account. Mm -mm, I only have two mites, But I can be generous with two might. Don't be an angry person. You will be tempted. When you see those manifestations of the flesh, don't condemn yourself. Remind yourself, if the Holy Ghost was the one directing my thoughts and the way I'm Conducting my affairs. I won't do this. I won't say this. I won't behave like that. And you do what we're going to tell you to do to make it start up working in your life. This is the third one. Diligence. And I'm talking about execution. I'll break it down further. You don't start in the spirit and when it's time to execute, you want to do it in the flesh. That's what I'm talking about here. So, don't be this kind of person. Many Christians make this mistake. They engage the Holy Ghost to give them divine ideas. This year, practice wild faith. They build themselves up in the oppression of the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, fast, study the Word, yield to the Holy Ghost, do different things. So, they've come to a place where it's the Holy Ghost manifesting to a degree more than their flesh. So they have a presence of the spirit covered. Then the day to get the results, they now don't engage the Holy Ghost. No. No. The day you have to sign the contract, do it with the help of the Holy Ghost. Don't let the Holy Ghost help you in the background to balance the accounts. Then when you now come to the office, you forget everything you know about the Holy Ghost, now want to do it in the flesh. No, it's a recipe for failure. The day you have to write the exam, write it in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The day you have to go for the interview, do the interview in the Holy Ghost. Take the Holy Ghost everywhere, in the place of execution. See, as thou a man that excels in his work. that's New King James, or Old, um, Old King James, diligent in his business, he will stand before kings and not before men. The day you have to stand before king, the day you are called before Pharaoh, the day you are called before Nebuchadnezzar, the day you are called before Belshazzar, the day you have to pray for the dead to be raised, do it in the Holy Ghost. In the place of execution, make sure you are also doing it by the help of the Holy Spirit. Don't preach a sermon without the help of the Holy Ghost, Pastor T. No matter how much the Holy Ghost helps you to prepare, don't go for the contract CEO without. The, that's the day you now forgot to pray and fast. No. Galatians 3, 3, 3, 3 Pastor T, are you so foolish? Haven't begun in the spirit. Are you going to be perfected? Or are you going to get the results in the flesh? No. The Holy Ghost that started with you and that continued with you must finish with you. So, this is how God explained it to me. That day that Jesus came, John chapter 11, before Lazarus' throne, everything is said. And everything he did. Up to the point where he proclaimed Lazarus comfort. He was doing it by the Spirit. And that's why he got the results. John chapter 6. The day he fed the 5,000. This is what God told me. That prayer he prayed. Father, I thank you. It was a Holy Ghost inspired prayer. And he prayed the prayer by the Holy Ghost. That's why the bread and the fishes were multiplying. When we execute. In the place of doing the work. The natural Let the spirit be on us. Hallelujah. So we need him in the place of thoughts. Somebody say grant me divine ideas. We need him to be operating in us so that the right spirit is what we are carrying, not a wrong spirit. Because even if you have the thoughts, but the spirit at work in you is wrong, you may not be able to do it. And bless God. When we are walking, we need to be diligent by the Spirit. When we are executing, hallelujah, don't execute in the flesh. You see, this one can be very tricky because, I mean, God is not going to come now and preach this sermon for me. I have to learn to depend on the Spirit to deliver the sermon he gave me by his Spirit. Hallelujah. And that's when we see results. Are you getting what we're saying tonight? If you can learn to live these three ways, get divine inspiration by the Holy Ghost, allow the Holy Spirit to walk in you and learn to execute by the Spirit. Ah, Pastor, how do I do it? Ask God to help you. Holy Ghost, grant me divine inspiration. You pray it in all the English and Yoruba and Igbo that you do. You understand, hello. Then after you have exhausted all you know, you pray in tongues. When you see one year, yes spirit at work in you, you don't want to pray. You don't want to fast. You don't want to study the word. You don't want to give. You don't want to serve. Those are wrong spirits. Ah, they put me in prison. And so what? They lied against me. And so what? Still serve them in the prison. That's what Joseph did. Still rejoice in the prison. That's what Apostle Paul did. He wrote the Bible in prison. Telling us that we are outside to rejoice in the Lord. Oppression of the Spirit. Oppression of the Spirit. In Colossians, Paul told us, have faith in the oppression of God. Listen, God is working in you, if you are born again. My question is, are you yielded to it? So learn to pray, Lord, I yield to you. More of you and less of me. As I go to work today, don't let me talk to my, Hey, my neighbor abused my colleague abused and I gave it to her back. You are walking with the wrong spirit. And you can't maximize life with the wrong spirit. And bless God. Whenever you need to do something in the place of diligence, in better education, Holy Ghost, help me. I'm about to teach, Holy Ghost, help me. I'm about to usher, Holy Ghost. You know how many ushers do it in the flesh? Do you know how many givers give in the flesh? Let's bring the spirit in operation. When we are walking. So we will be diligent and we will execute the way we ought to execute. Amen. We will get results. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet. Grant me divinely inspired ideas. Let's start with the thoughts. Lift your hands, open your mouth, and begin to pray that prayer again. Shandego Sokoto payala. Grant me this season. Shatter. think about the areas of your life where there are challenges is it at work nobody knows what to do the md doesn't know what else we have to do the economy has crippled everybody you are the daniel in that place listen my friend this is your time to shine holy ghost grant me divinely inspired ideas open your mouth and pray pray the preceding message was brought to you by king's word everywhere nigeria we are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMIAfrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-0000640.